0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe.
1: The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be on the action at Bet Online. And it's the same thing with college football. You know, bowl games coming up, championships this weekend. You gotta get getting your bets. You know, as soon as you can, if you want to get in on some of that Pac-12, Big Ten, Big 12 championship game stuff, and also NBA, NBA starting up next week. It's if you want to get in on some of those early bets, now's the time. And it's not just you know win totals and point spreads. It's you know player, team, coaching props. It's it's whatever you want. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Believe in Northwestern Football podcast, a podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? I am Peter Warren, and I'm joined by my co-host, former All-Big Ten receiver, Jeremy Ebert. Jeremy, so much to talk about <laughs> football and Northwestern athletics in general. We're not going to get to all of it, but you know, might as well start with Northwestern has claimed the hat once again,
0: six straight years in a row. Yeah, I mean, what an impressive performance they put on there. Uh, the offensive line dominated and uh, like we said you know we needed some big plays and we came up with them on Saturday so it was uh, it was fun to watch man it was um it was an o- overall a great team performance
1: no doubt about that I mean you know you, you were you were close with your prediction you were very close you know I end up being 28 10 but it's just you know you sort of mentioned it Illinois, was down a little, some of their guys, you know, especially defensively, you know, only about 20 or so scholarship guys who traveled, you know, offensively had missed a couple of guys as well. But I mean, still to on a, when a day where the weather is like it was, where it was heavy rain, you know, slick ball, you know, a lot of, you know, potential crazy stuff can happen. You know, Northwestern sticks with the game plan, you know, takes care of the football, makes plays it has to do. You know, Illinois might is you know, was not a very good team on on Saturday or had the talent to really put up with Northwestern's talent. But in those type of situations, you want to see a team do what Northwestern does and, you know, take control, play calm, play within themselves and do what they have to do to win.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, just just the big boys up front dominating the line of scrimmage, which which we talked about, needed to be done and, and they just they did, man. It was we were popping off long runs left and right, and it was an you got you to take your hats off to the true freshman, man. I mean, what what a performance, you know. I mean, he was freshman player of the week. So, I mean, just overall, I think we, we came to play and, and we really, we really sh- showed that we were the Big Ten West champs.
1: No doubt about that. I think that's a great great way to put it there, you know, especially, you know, some people on on Twitter after the game were sort of like, you know, Iowa is probably – people were saying Iowa's the best team in the West. And it's like, it's you know, it's – I guess they can have those incorrect opinions if they want. I mean, look at a, a performance like that. And you mentioned, you know, Cam Porter, true freshman, coming in, you know, after Drake fumbles on the on the first play, 24 carries, 142 yards, two touchdowns, you know, just a, a truly not just dominating performance, but truly sort of, you know, s- stark performance. And the fact that he was not just, you know, taking taking carries and going through open holes. He was taking direct snaps. You know, he was having to pretty much. People, everybody on the field knew he was running. Oh yeah, and he pretty much had I think one negative run all day. And I mean, say what you say what you want about Illinois' defense not being great. That that's an incredible fact for a true freshman playing pretty much his first meaningful minutes.
0: Yeah, and I mean extended minutes again. Just the trust we have with him as a, as a player, like you said, running the wildcat. Um, you know, he just he popped off big play. He was explosive. Him and Evan Hall. I mean, they they both showed that. You know we got some depth in the running back position. And, um, you know, they really came to play. I mean, Evan Hall, 13 carries, one forty, 140, one forty nine, 149 in the tutty, like those two just dominated. And all, our offensive line played lights out. So yeah. Say what you want about Illinois defense. It's big 10 defense, man. And um, we, we really dominated and uh, we're going to need to take that momentum in, in, into this game on Saturday, man. Cause we're going to need our offensive line and our backs to, to run the ball. We have to establish the run.
1: No doubt about that. And I think and we talked about this before and there's a lot of discussion, you know, before before this game as well about how important this running game is going to need to be and how to get that running game on track, especially for a, a team like Ohio State and even the Bull game. And, you know, I I do think we need to, and I'm not saying, and I think that like, there's some people online are sort of like, we have the backs of the future. We have, you know, it, nothing is settled right now. Illinois is, you know, as we keep saying, Big Ten defense, but not the best or not as good as the Iowa's or Wisconsin's or Ohio State that, that we were, that we have seen and will see. They're gonna put up stiffer, stiffer fights. And you know, we haven't seen how guys like Cam and Evan and Isaiah and all of them can sort of handle in a game like that. But what's so encouraging to me about a performance like that is as you mentioned, offensive line comes back after some some struggles the previous few weeks. You know, and just getting, you know, a rotation of guys confident. You know, Cam Porter is now going to be confident and whatever. Evan Hall, these guys are going to be confident. You know, even Isaiah didn't really play much, but he, I mean, he's now sort of getting himself back into rotation after the fumble, you know, against Wisconsin sort of threw him out. And you look at it, and, you know, if you throw in Kyrick and, and, and you throw in Peyton, you know, obviously not running backs, the guys who are, are confident running the ball and are, you know, have done a very good job on the ground for us this season. I mean, you're talking five, six guys back there who can make a play out of the backfield. And if you, you can even throw in Riley Lees too, as well, if you want to really mix it up and, you know, if Jesse Brown comes back to I mean, you're talking a, a plethora of guys who can, who can make plays. And especially against an Ohio state defense that, that can might be able to shut down one aspect of the running game, having different guys to provide different things is going to be huge in a matchup like this.
0: Yeah. And we're going to have to, you know, do everything we can to, to try to exploit Ohio state's defenses and, whoever's getting the hot hand, you know, in that game, I think is going to get the start getting the majority of the touches throughout the rest of the game. So I think you're going to see, you know, like you said, a plethora of backs. And then I think whoever's got the hot hand is going to, you know, continue running the ball. And, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's going to be an extremely big test. I mean, as you saw, you know, going into the game, we're 21 and a half point underdogs. So, um, you know, they got a – people got a lot of respect for Northwestern and, and what we're capable of. So – Hopefully that little fire under us in our offensive line and we could really get this stuff moving.
1: Yeah. It's I mean, it's honestly you mentioned disrespect and that's sort of I heard somewhere, I forget where. I believe Jason Gain, the Wall Street Journal, sort of wrote disrespect has, you know, been like the term or like the feeling around the entire campus this entire season. And I think that's extremely accurate. There's just been a level of whether it's disrespect or just sort of a lack of acknowledgement from the the powers that be throughout this entire season has really sparked this Northwestern team. I mean, you mentioned the line, which is, you know, say which one about Ohio state being X, Y, and Z. I mean a 20 and a half point line against this Northwestern team with the number one defense, you know, statistically in in the country. I think that's, that is insulting. You know, you look at the, the college football playoff rankings that came out on Tuesday night. I mean, there's a, a lot of, in my mind, just ridiculous things all around. But, I mean, Northwestern stays at 14 despite, you know, just one loss to a – and I, and here's also what – I'm going to tangent here about this college football playoff stuff for just a second. But it's like Northwestern has one loss to Michigan State, right? Not not a great loss at all. But it's also Michigan State team coming off a bye and Northwestern team playing in a six straight game, which, you know, during this, you know, COVID season – had, had the makings of a trap game all around and, you know, was going to have stuff. Florida loses to LSU, who's worse than and my, mind, Michigan State. You know, it's a much worse loss. And they drop one spot. And it's just sort of showing that Northwestern, just no matter what they do, is just going to not get much respect. Even if they win this game, it's probably not going to be. Yeah. They probably shouldn't be I, where they should be.
0: No, I, I totally agree. And I think, you know, people are looking at last year and last year, you know, it was, it was 52 to 3. We got to our butts handed to us, but at the same time, it was a totally different team. So, I mean, and that was a totally different Ohio State team who are missing a lot of key parts from last year. So I just think the respect level that you, that we get on a national level is, it, it just makes you, I mean, it just fuels my fire. Like, I, I just get ticked off, man. And I hope the players take it personally, man, and, and just come out and, and and just ready to prove this freaking country wrong, man, because we got the talent to to win this game.
1: Definitely. They definitely do. And, and you know, even during the, the 2019 comparisons, I mean, you know, during a presser this week, somebody asked a question and Fitz is like, are we going to stop talking about 2019 now? Like it's week 15 of, of this season. Like he's yeah. just like, it doesn't, it doesn't. And, and, you know, I, I get why some of the comparisons, but I don't think the comparisons, the comparison should be about how great this, this team is doing and how, how outstanding they're doing compared to last year, more than like, this team was this way last year, then it's going to, you know, this is a totally different team than it was last year, as is Ohio State, as you mentioned. And I think the sort of frame, especially this upcoming game, in the context of last season when this is a totally different season, totally different year for college football, I think is misguided.
0: Absolutely. No, it it really is. And, and, um, you know, just just like when when, (laughs) – When the, when the margin came out, it was 21 and a half, like 20 and a half point, I go, dude, there's no way they put that on there. With the number one ranked defense, there's no way. But sure enough, man, that just shows you the respect they have. And, you know, we really got to bring it offensively, though. Like we, we can't take that, you know, for granted. We got to show that, you know, we could we could score and we can move the ball. And we're going to have to do that, you know, running the ball. Um, You know, our offense doesn't really work, you know, with Peyton Ramsey back there flinging it all over. We have to establish the run, set of play action and really get into a rhythm. And I think that's going to be huge for us. So I think last week with the success we gained on the ground, you know, going for over 400 yards rushing in the game, um, hopefully we can carry that over and really, you know, establish uh, some ground game so we can set up Peyton with some play action.
1: I think that's that's a great point. You know, this Northwestern team, we talked about this before, wants to establish a run, loves to establish a run. That's how you get into their offense. And obviously doing that against Illinois is is huge to build that confidence. But I think there's sort of – and this is a little maybe like maybe I'm overthinking this a little bit much, but you have such a great running performance in, in, you know, the week before a game. I would imagine if you're in that Ohio State, you know, defensive coaches room, suddenly the running game becomes your big focus after, you know, you see a team put up four hundred and eleven rushing yards, mm-hmm. you're you're immediately thinking, How do we stop that? How do we how do we do that? And I'm wondering, maybe this Ohio State team focuses in so much on trying to stop the run they sort of lose sight of of also how big how big the passing game can be and as surprising as it sounds even with all their their blue chippers guy in the secondary north ohio state has given up the most passing yards of any big 10 team this season so the passing game especially if northwestern can establish run get play action get the rpos working you know the Northwestern will have some chances to make some big plays in a passing game and I think it'll be fascinating to see if they can take advantage
0: yeah, I think Ohio State's defense has almost given up, you know, 270 yards passing a game. You know, and you know Peyton doesn't average, you know, nearly close to that. So, you know, I think we're going to have holes. But I honestly think we're we're going they're going to stack the box and they're going to force us to throw like every team we've played. And um, you know, we're going to have to make the big plays like we did on Saturday. We're going to have to pop off some big plays. And um, you know, I know it didn't happen Saturday. I think a lot of it had to do with the inclement weather, but. um I think we're gonna have to hit some some long balls and we're gonna have to take some shots to to really get that defense off so we could open up the running game a little bit more. But we're gonna have to take some shots and we're gonna have to, you know, make some big plays for sure. But um yeah, I think you know, Peyton's gonna have to let it sling a little bit on Saturday and we're gonna have to make some big plays, that's for sure.
1: And I think something that's definitely gonna work in in his favor is that you know, playing at Lucas Oil Stadium, you're in a dome, there's gonna be no weather. You think about some of these games. That Payton's have to play had to play in this season, where terrible, dude. yeah, I mean you know you you look at the stats for this this Illinois game. I mean we mentioned at top of the show it was I mean it was awful awful weather. You know you couldn't really throw the ball at all. The Iowa game, you know, going back to on Halloween, I mean the wind was whipping around at at, at miles that made it you know uns- un you know just not smart to, to throw it. I mean, Wisconsin wasn't wasn't great. Michigan State, the weather wasn't great. He hasn't had many of these games where you know, like in beautiful SEC weather, sixty degrees, no wind. He's playing it in in Big Ten weather, in Big Ten games, you know that aren't apt for high profile, you know, throws and, and deep balls, especially when you're when you're paying. to does so many things well, but you know, arm strength is not one of them. You know, it's likely that you're not going to have these these big throws. So I think it's also a huge X factor in this one is how much they're going to feel more confident giving him chances to go down the field or, or make longer throws just because you don't have to worry about, you know, a ball being slippery or even, you know, just wind potentially knocking everything off its tracks.
0: No. And, you know, I will say this though, Peyton did make big throws in the big situations. There was a couple of fourth downs there where he he made some plays with his arm, So even in crappy weather, man, like they trust him to throw the ball in big in big downs and big situations. So I don't think that's going to change. Um, but he stepped up when he needed to and made some big throws. I mean, the touchdown pass was, you know, he was wide open. But on that, there's a couple fourth downs there where he hit some hit some guys, and it was just like, all right, man, let's go. Like this guy's, you know, he stepped up. He's 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 a proven, you know, player in this in this league, and I don't think he's going to shy away from from the Saturday for sure.
1: Mm. No, definitely. I mean. You know, it's kinda of crazy to look at his, his stats in Indiana. He he was sling the ball a lot at Indiana. I mean he had a fair amount of three hundred yard games. It's just sort of the way the offense work worked this season and just the way the game plans and, and the situations have worked is that he hasn't had as many situations to really go out and, and, and you know, sling it around so much, especially with this Austin also like trying to develop this offense into into what you want to be. But I think it's gonna be, you know, and like everything about this game on Saturday, it's gonna be just fascinating in all three phases and and how everything is going to work, about how, how this game is going to be.
0: No, exactly. I mean, we're going to have to definitely win in all three phases, and I think our defense is going to step up to the task. I know they got some weapons on the outside, um, but I mean, with our with our secondary play, you got you have to worry about us too, man. And um, I think that that showed today when the you know the Big Ten defense came out. You know, we have we have three guys first team all Big Ten. I mean. That hasn't happened since I've been around. And, um, yeah, I think we should have had four personally. But, um, yeah, I think I think our defense is going to be up to their task. Our special teams have played great all season. Um, and our, so our offense has got, has got to step up to the plate and we got to be ready to roll. And I I really think last Saturday is going to just give us the confidence needed to get things rolling.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. And, you know, you mentioned the defense there. You know, we we can pivot a little bit. You know, the three first team all big ten players, you know, Patty Fisher at linebacker, Brandon Joseph, you know, at safety and, and Greg Newsom as cornerback, as three guys all deserving of those awards in my opinion. Blake Gallagher on the second team and then should have been first. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I think it's you know, Patty gets a lot a lot of recognition as well, but I mean him him and Blake right there are, are in my mind the best linebacker duo in the Big Ten and you know, you can make a strong case for the country. And, I mean, Chris Bergen, an honorable mention, I think, well-deserved. And then, you know, Ecu Liotta, Ernest Brown, and J.R. Pace also getting— Ecu getting a, a third team by the media, but all of them getting also honorable mentions. I mean, this is a defense, as we've talked about, full of guys, full of guys who can play. These awards prove that we have talent on the defense side of the ball, as we've been saying, and it's nice to have it be—to others see it and, and reward those guys well-deservedly of, of those. Oh, I
0: absolutely, dude. And, I mean— that's, that's, the, that's the one thing that, like, everyone's just, you know, faming about, you know, w- which they should. I mean, Justin Fields is a stud, man, and they got some studs on the outside, um, you know, with I'm going to pronounce his na- name wrong, but Olive and, and Wilson. Like, uh, I mean, they got, they got some studs. Like, I just feel like as a whole, our defense plays together as a team. We fly to the ball. We make plays. And, you know, I, I think we're, we are fit to – shut them down and and, and you can say what you want. I mean, people are going to say that's, you know, whatever. I I honestly think we have the best defense in the country and I think they play like it. And uh, I think they're going to come ready to play. And I will say this though, it it is another team that's going to have an extra week to prepare for Northwestern. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. Like we're coming off a, a regular game week where Ohio state's had two weeks to prepare for us. So, you know, it's just another, another thing. And, and the Big Ten changing the rules to allow Ohio State to even in the game. Um, you know, it's just I don't know, man. There's there's a lot of you know, a lot of things that aren't going for Northwestern, but I still think Fitz is going to have this team ready to roll.
1: No doubt about it. And I mean, you know, I guess in a certain way, Northwestern is lucky they switched the rules because I mean, Indiana is not playing this week, so I guess at least Northwestern does get to play in a Big Ten championship the way it worked out. But you are you are correct about. You know, Ohio State getting a, getting an extra extra week to prepare, extra week to rest. I mean, it's just another thing in Nor- in, that goes against Northwestern this season. I mean, I'm thinking back. We talked about Michigan State had a week off before. Um, Wisconsin did not, but and Iowa did not, but Purdue and Nebraska did. So this isn't the first time Northwestern has played. Teams that have had extra time to prepare, and, and in many of those games, You know, at least in Iowa, Michigan State, extra week or not Iowa, but like Nebraska, Purdue, and Michigan State, those are all teams that, you know, Northwestern is better than. But you could tell, especially at least early in the game, that the extra extra time of prep was helping the uh, the opponents and and, you know, hurting Northwestern a little bit because there was was My thing is like
0: Yeah, it might it's just like it's Ohio State, right? So like yeah, it's like when Wisconsin, you know, was out and they were like, Oh, well they can't be they're not know eligible for the big 10 championship if they went undefeated you think they would have changed the rule i'm just like personally i'm just saying like i come from columbus ohio man and, like ohio state is is god and i know they're the they're the premium team like premier team of the big 10 so i get it but at the same time like it, it's just tough when you change the rules at the end of the season
1: i mean i totally agree with you and it's it's a question i wanted to you know ask fitz and, and a presser and then hopefully have him Answer, honestly, because I don't think they—you're right—I don't think they would change. I think they're changing for Ohio State. They probably, if Michigan was good, they would have changed for Michigan. But they're not going to change for Northwestern or for these other right. teams that aren't these national brands. And I think that's, you know, say what you about you know Ohio State being probably better than Indiana and and X, Y, and Z. Like it's all fair. But if the same would have been for for Northwestern, it probably wouldn't have happened. And that's I think the flaw in the issue that is being exposed this season. Not just in you know the Big Ten, but across college football, where there's these expectations that we have either, you know, just from the preseason or just over a a, a long time frame, of where if a team is has is Ohio State or is an Alabama or if, you know is a Florida like we see down in the, in the rankings this week, or it's just not a yeah. a Power Five team, or Northwestern's case, historically, and this narrative has to stop historically known as a team that. That, you know won one game over four years in the, in the early 1980s and has not been able to shake that despite how much this program has changed and, and fits its time and even since since you've been there you know you know making bowl games it's it's crazy how that narrative just can't shake and it, it' it's becoming in my mind a real flaw of this season because teams like Northwestern, like Cincinnati, that coastal Carolina that are playing well and deserve these, these great opportunities. Aren't getting it because people are looking at not just, you know, the money that these bigger brands make, man, but it's like, oh well it's Ohio State, they have to be good. It's for they have to be good. You gotta right. prove it on the field, and some of these teams have proven it and some teams teams aren't. And it's just sad to see.
0: Yeah. And Ohio State's proven it. They're undefeated, but at the same time, like, you know, they barely beat Indiana. Not barely, they beat Indiana, but it was a tight game, you know? And like I, I just see it as like it's it's a missed opportunity, but it is what it is. We're gonna to have to come. We're gonna to to play a hot state, man. It's happening, um, you know. But at the same time, those are just the questions I ask myself. I'm like, yeah, if this was Northwestern or if this was Purdue, and they were in the same situation, would the Big Ten change? And it's it's hard to say that they would.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think they would, and that's and that's you know sad. But you know, maybe that maybe a win in this game changes that you know, those those minds or how people think going forward that you know these things shouldn't be changed. And it's just, you know, like I said, like we said, it's a, it's a crazy, crazy, crazy week just to, of Northwestern news to prepare. Like, you have discussions like that. And you also have the news that that came out earlier this week that, you know, there had been some rumblings or some, some ideas, especially with some of the quotes and pressers. But, you know, Mike Hankowitz has been there since 2008 as a defense coordinator. He's retiring at the end of the season. You know, Jeremy, you were obviously an, a guy on offense, but – you know, you you definitely interacted with Hank before a lot. You know, what do you think he really means to this program and how much can sort of the idea of playing for him these last two games can help motivate and boost Northwestern's performance? Oh, I mean,
0: dude, Hank's the man. It doesn't matter what side of the ball you're on. You talk to that guy, you hear him talk. Everyone respects him. He's been around the block. He's accomplished so much in his career. Um, and it's just so knowledgeable about the game of football um he 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 is going to be missed big time and uh, you know almost you know brian peters is a good friend of mine he's been on the show um played for hank and, and like the just the amount of respect and good things um he said about him um and everyone that's played on defense that guy w- is going to be missed and um he's produced you know the big best defense in the freaking country on his last year so that's something to, something to be proud of man and what a time to walk away big 10 west champs and hopefully you know come saturday big 10 champs and and uh that'd be a little icing on the cake for a well-deserved retirement and uh relaxation because i know that dude's put in the time and the hours uh for a long time and um you know it's just um it's been an unbelievable career and i'm just glad i was part of it for four years man
1: mm-hmm. yeah i mean you mentioned unbelievable career this would be his 400th win isn't it you know this if this weekend if if they win and talk about a a way to get win number 400 you know Fitzgang number 100 as a as a head coach earlier this year to have 400 big ten championship against ohio state in a season like this i mean i just think it's just and like i said everybody loves hank you don't hear a bad word about him from anybody i think having that not that northwestern needs any motivation we've talked a lot about the disrespect but this is—I mean—it just feels like the narratives keep coming about why this is going to be such as a huge game for Northwestern, a chance to win it for Hank, give him give him something like this to really end his career off. I think it'd be awesome and just a great way to show you know how important he is. He has been to this program.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, he has been. You know, he's been fits this guy, man. So you just you just got to take your hat off and just look look back and, and, and realize that you were around someone really great. And, uh, you know, you realize that with Fitz because, you know, he's, he, you know, he's the front, but, you know, behind Fitz is he put together an unbelievable team of coaches that, you know, worked their butts off for all these players. And, and um, yeah, he's, he's the legend, man. He, he will always be a legend. You know, you know, when Jerry Brown retired, it was, it was sad to see because, you know i was a wide receiver he was the db coach so i used to we used to go back and forth and um so i was that was sad to see it now and now hank so it's um yeah we've lost lost two great ones man but we got he's got a lot to play for and i know this defense is going to be motivated and they're going to go out and give everything for him like they do every week
1: you know we, we talked a lot about this northwestern team you know and but and mentioned how State say briefly but just sort of You know, get into a little bit more. We talked a little bit about about Justin Fields. You know, what makes this guy in your mind, Jeremy, so, so good and and such a tough guy to play against?
0: I mean, just his size and athleticism is – there's not really anyone else in the country like him. You know, if anyone – you want to compare to anyone, it would be Cam Newton in his prime. Um, He could throw it and run it, and he's got weapons all around him, so – it's going to be, you know, hard containing him and just keeping him in the pocket because once he gets loose, it's it's tough to stop. But, you know, I think we're going to have to, you know, obviously keep him in the pocket, um, but we're probably going to have to spy him a little bit, you know. And luckily, we got a pretty darn good linebacker that can do that, so um, we'll, we're going to be all right, I think. But he is, you know, the premier. If I mean, he's up for the Heisman, so he's he's definitely one of the best players in the country. So we got our we got our freaking, you know. <laughs> We got a ball game ahead of us. Let's just say that we gotta we gotta bring it. To
1: the... No, and you made a great point there. It's sort of like, you know, you you get this guy out, out of the pocket. He still can, he still has a chance. You know, either you know hit a guy down the field for thirty or break off a run for thirty. I mean, he's just he's 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 just a, a guy who makes plays. He's a playmaker, and you know every sense of the word. I mean, you know, we're gonna need some some guys to spy. We're gonna need to make sure. You know, if we, we get pressure, we can contain him in the pocket and not let him, you know, break out and, and, let, a, and let a broken play become become a big play. And it's going to be fascinating because you look at, you know, what Dwayne Haskins did two years ago in the Big Ten Championship game, you know, the best performance in the Big Ten Championship game by by any, any player since it started in 2011, you know, 499 yards, five touchdowns. But him and, him and Justin Fields are very different players and these are very different offenses as, as well. So it's going to be – I think it's a it's a much better matchup for a Northwestern defense, even as, as talented as Fields is and guys like like Olave on the outside. But I think this is a a much better matchup in, in that regard, even with Justin Fields, as you make case, as a better quarterback.
0: I, I totally agree. I think he is a completely different quarterback and a better quarterback at that. Um, you know, you can't, can't really argue when Dwayne Haskins goes and, you know, just slings it for a million yards because he was unbelievable in college. But I, I do think it's going to be a totally different game. But like you said, dude, you made a great point. We we can't turn a a, a simple play into a a big play for them. But we got to we got to make tackles. We can't let you know loose plays you know become huge gains. We got to um definitely wrap up because he's a big guy and we got to you know bring the house when we can and and, and you know we just got to get him flustered. I feel like when he struggled, Indiana really brought pressure and, and got him flustered. And um, we have to somehow, you know, figure out a way to get that and get to him. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to find out because, you know, Hank's going to bring everything this Saturday. So we, uh, we're we going to see what we're made of.
1: Definitely. And I think, you know, some of the key things you mentioned there are our things. I think this, this team is talented at doing. You know, you mentioned stopping big plays. I feel like, you know, I can think of maybe one or two plays off the top of my head. Just the yeah, Michigan pretty much that. Really it's just you know it. a couple of a couple of deep balls. Other than that, this team has not allowed any any big plays. And sort of like we said, Payton, you can account some of that to the weather. But it's also like you know this team doesn't even give up many medium big medium yard plays. You know, you know first you know going first down the first down the first down this team doesn't happen. It's very it's going to make you not just you know have to make plays but have to get plays to be able to make those plays and, you know, have to build up. And then also like, I mean, we saw it against Wisconsin where, where Hank really, you know, threw the kitchen sink at, at, at Graham Mertz and, and that Wisconsin offense. And he just ended up looking absolutely, you know, flustered and disheveled and, you know, seeing the way he's played the last two games, you can, you can make case Northwestern broke him down a little bit, especially as a, as a, as a freshman quarterback. And I think we will be seeing a lot of that similar stuff, like you mentioned this week where or you know, Hanks really going to have to to you know bring the juices as Blake gallagher has been saying you know in the, in the game plan and really figuring out ways to you know mess with this this Ohio State you know offense and, and try to you know break up what has been such a prolific offense for the past couple of seasons.
0: Yeah, and I mean you know on having 399 wins, I think he's got a, you know a few you know tricks up his sleeve. You know, I think we're going to see a defense that's going to come out ready to roll and they're going to have a great game plan. And, um, you know, we just got be to be able to execute it. And I think we got the people and the personnel to do that. Um, but like you said, man, I mean, he they, they have some special players and, and we're, we're going to have to bring our A game. We're going to have to play our best game of the year um, in order to beat Ohio State. And we're going to have to, you know, create some turnovers. And I think, you know, turnovers are going to win the game um, and we can't have any and we got we to take some away. So um, it's going to be uh, definitely a huge test for us. But I think, you know, we should be up for the test
1: Definitely. And I mean, if you want, at least in my, you know, four years on I campus, know, you can say more about, up, you know, your time being Northwestern player and fan. But this is a, as, as good of a defense as forcing turnovers. As, as I've seen, I mean, you got Greg on one side. You got Brandon Joseph, you know, Erkin in the back. You know, Patty and Blake are just machines with tip balls and fumbles. I mean, th- that defensive line creates pressure that forces quarterback in- into not great decisions. I mean, th- this is a team that can get those turnovers and that can be able to, you know, have some big big game-changing plays. And for the most part, you know, I trust, you know, Payton and depending on who's who's in the game to, you know, not turn the ball over themselves on offense.
0: Yeah, and I think that's going to be huge, man. We just, you know, we feel like we've had a case of the turnovers on offense recently, and we just got to make sure we – we hang on to the ball and we make smart decisions, uh, you know, throwing it. And I think, you know, we're going to hopefully be in a good situation where we're running the ball, moving the ball, where it's going to open up some bigger holes for us and, and you know, make those windows for, for Ramsey a lot larger. So we just got to, when we do that, when we move the ball and we, we allow these things to happen, you know these these throws for for Ramsey get a lot easier. So we just got to make sure we focus on that. Obviously, just you know overall as a team, we just got to make sure we take care of the ball and you know not not continue this trend of turnovers on offense.
1: No, definitely it's you know we, I mentioned earlier Blake's fumble. You know Kyrick had the big fumble against Michigan State. It just sometimes feels like I and mean, that sort of feel like the thing about Northwestern too is that for for the most part it's a very sturdy team on offense, but they just just the way it is they don't they commit turnovers at the wrong times and i think you can't you know yep. i don't expect this team to play a perfect game i don't you, you can't really you, you want you hope for perfect but you you can't expect it you just got to sort of hope the team's not having turnovers you know like play like you know drake's fumble at, at the two or kyrick's fumble after a turnover themselves like you can't have you can't have those type of turnovers because on, on top of you know, turn the ball over. It's already momentum shifter. It's like you know, it's like it's like a it's like you're playing like a video game. It's like a double booster. Like that's just a double momentum swing. It's just gonna that could snowball very quickly against a team like Ohio State that is just loves to capitalize on mistakes.
0: Yeah, yeah, we can't beat ourselves, like you said, and and like again, when when Ohio State gets rolling, they get rolling. So we got to eliminate that and not give them the upper hand. Um so, just being able to control the ball, you know, control the time of possession, you know, control field position, um, I think is going to be huge. And you know, we have to we have to play our best game, and and so I, I I know the guys know that. I know you know everyone in the country knows that. Like it's everyone I talk to is like, oh, it'd be a miracle if you guys won. Like, yeah, it could be, but also like I think we're a good team, and and we're going to show that and prove that on Saturday. I hope
1: definitely, definitely. Yeah, that's sort of also a thing we talk about disrespect, like this Northwestern team is six and one. They're number 14 in the country. Like, well, yeah, get there by. Yeah. Either. Like, would That's
0: it
1: be, it, it's it's, not a, it's not a fluke at all. And it's like, would it be, would it be an upset? Yeah. There, you know, or, there's no doubting that, but is it, is it going to be, is it going to be a miracle? Like I'm, I feel like there are much bigger miracles that have happened this season. That, that will have happened. than yeah. this, this yeah. Northwestern exactly. team, you know, Featuring potential, you know, first-team All-Americans on defense, and and you know, a, a solid offense upsetting Ohio State team, like I don't know, just just another thing for Fitz to put on the bulletin board as something for for disrespect heading into the game to get the guys fired up.
0: Oh yeah, I, I love it, man. I'm I'm just I'm pumped for Saturday, man. It's true. This who,
1: who, you know, like, dude, who who's your X factor for for this game?
0: See my next factor Honestly, is going to be Chris Bergen. I think Chris is going to have to play his best game. He's a little undersized, undermatched. I think he's going to go out and and have to, you know, produce against some some stud athletes, and he's going to make some big plays for us. I think we're going to bring him on a lot of different blitzes, uh, just because he's he's a short, quick, quick quick twitch guy, you know, that likes to get after it. And I think I think Hank's going to have a few few special plays out of. I love it.
1: I love it. I think you know at that Chris has been excellent you know like I said an honorable honorable mention all all, all Big 10 still in the running for the the Richard or not the redshirt, the uh, walk on award i mean he's a guy who has just you know made the most of his opportunity and it's been so fun to, to watch him grow and become such a contributor in that linebacking core uh, for my x factor i you know it's it's weird to sort of have have the quarterback be the x factor but I look at I look at Peyton Ramsey and i writing about this a story about this for the Daily Northwestern this week. But it's like he's been so I mean he's third team All Big Ten. He's been so good this season. He's been so effective. But it feels like he hasn't had you know um his moment per se that moment that sticks out in your mind when you think when you think of a player like you know you can name plenty of guys or you can name them. And you'd be like oh I can tell you the exact moment that like you know I think defines his career defines his. His legacy with the team or a game, I feel like Peyton hasn't had that yet, which is crazy thing about a guy who's done so much in such a short amount of time. And I think this is, you know, the game for him to do that. And we're like, he's gonna have you North know, is gonna need him to make big plays, plays that probably hasn't had to make all season to win this game. And I think if he does that, if he makes these big plays, if he, you know, writes his name into the history book with a couple of big throws, a couple of big plays, you know. I think that's really what's going to help. If Northwestern is going to win, it's going to need to be on the backs of, of Payne Ramsey.
0: Dude, I honestly couldn't agree with you anymore, man. He, like you said, he's been a solid all year, but like this could be his, you know, his defining moment. And you know, being a kid from Ohio too, you know, he's bringing the juice, man. Cincinnati Elder, all of us, all, like all those Ohio boys, man. We, our senior year, we couldn't play Ohio State that you know that's when they added Rutgers in Nebraska and that was probably the most devastating thing in the world. So um yeah you you got a little special special g coming from Ohio not being an Ohio State player. So I you know he he's gonna bring it and I'm excited to see him play man. But um I couldn't agree with what you said anymore. Awesome.
1: And then you know for predictions again I I will go first not to have you you know start us off two times in a row but I you know maybe maybe I'm naive, maybe I'm just I'm too hopeful, but I, I think I want I I want Northwestern to win this game. I think they I think they can. I don't think it's ridiculous for Northwestern to win this game. Well, a couple of things have to have to go right. Absolutely, but I mean, this defense is a great matchup against this Ohio State offense. I think Greg Newsom against Chris uh, Chris Olave is going to be an incredible matchup to watch. I think you mentioned, you know, the linebacking core and sort of having to have somebody spy, Justin Fields. I think we got the talent to do that and still not lose enough on on that side of the ball. I think it's going to be up, up to the offense, like I said, Peyton Ramsey, to make enough plays as a defense, you know, stifles this offense, the Ohio State offense enough to keep him in the game. I think, you know, I just want I to see what I th- I think Northwestern gets it done. I think it's close. I don't think it's a it's a, you know a high scoring affair. I think yeah. it's just a couple of plays at the end that'll, that'll make the difference, whether it's Ramsey with the ball or the defense making a play. But I'll I'll say Northwestern wins just because I want to see it happen. All
0: right, I love it, dude. I love it. Which,
1: I'll which go
0: twenty four twenty one. All right, dude. I'm like right there with you. My my prediction was was 21-17, I think. It's going to come down to the end. We're going to have to kick a field goal to win it. I just think we're going to create fits for Justin, man. I think he's going to turn the ball over. You know, that extra week of preparation could help, but it also could be, you know, a burden, you know, not getting that game speed. So I think our guys are going to come playing. We're going to play fast. We're in a dome. We're not playing in the rain and the wet. Like, I think we're going to just – it's going to be an exciting game, man. I'm just – I think we're going to make one or two big plays that's just going to surprise the crap out of Ohio State. And um, at the end, we're just going to have enough juice to to hang on and, and you know, I, kick field goal. I, I, to win
1: it. I made a great point there too. It's sort of like we talked a lot about how it's an advantage for Ohio State to have that to have that week week off. But like they've only played two times in the past five weeks, so it's it's not like they had one week off just to rest. They've been had a lot of rest, and they might come out slow because of that you know you beat up on Michigan State once in the past month, pretty much, and you, you go into a Big Ten championship game against a team that's rocking and rolling. It you know it could shock them. I think that's going to be a, a potential swing for Northwestern in their favor if if that's what happens. And I think you made a a great point there. And, and you know, yeah, who doesn't love a last second field goal? You know, Notre, Notre Dame game.
0: <laughs> Notre Dame. I'm thinking Notre Dame. I mean,
1: the only only sad saying. part about that is there'll be no fans in the, in the crowd to celebrate with the team after it happens.
0: I know, I know. It's it's sad, but we'll we'll all be watching. Yeah, no, it. it's going really to be on man.
1: You know, it's going to be an exciting one. It's been an exciting week so far for for Northwestern. It's going to keep doing it. You know, 12 noon Eastern, you know, on Fox will will be the game. I'm sure, you know, I'll be there. I'm sure, you know, we're all going to be watching. All our friends will be watching. It's going to be one awesome, awesome game. It's going to be so exciting. And, And, you know, we thank you for listening with us to get ready for this game. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. We're going to be with you next week to break it all down, you know, Bowl predictions and all that, and so much more about this team we weren't able to talk about today, but we hope to in the future. You know.
0: Uh, so I mean, here's here's my next question before we sign off. Here is if we win, does the college football playoffs give us the respect we want to jump? To I wish,
1: four? but I'm. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, that's all I'll happens, say. If Clemson I'm... loses, and it's like, I let's say USC loses, and it's like. Are you going to put in a one-win Texas A&M over, over a one-win Big Ten champion Northwestern? Or, a, you know, it's just sort of like, yeah, I, I'm, you know, it's just you can argue about it all day, but it, we could argue we've talked about, about it, you know, yeah. some this year it's all about what your name is and matters too much. But I don't know. that, that That's where the Michigan State win or loss just brings me down because if you that's a win you can we're probably right right there about to make the jump
0: yep exactly man so we'll, we'll see what happens man we gotta it's true. we gotta win the game first right so um i'm pumped man saturday I can't come back no, we on, can't man, you know for, for, for
1: jeremy ebert i'm peter warren thank you so much for listening to this episode of the believe in northwestern football podcast and we hope to see you around next time thank you so much